Welcome to 420 and 3Xs. It's the Smoke Show Podcast. I'm your host, Smokey, bringing you the realest conversations that we source live from you, our fans and listeners. This Smoke Show is a collaboration of hard work, our tough conversations, and global support. I direct the boat while you, the listeners, lift our sails and choose our final destination. We like to get real. We like to be vulnerable. We like to talk about real situations and relatable problems, interesting topics, and things that aren't often on the table for general conversation. I hope that you'll join us either live on our YouTube stream or later on on your favorite podcast platform when you have the chance. Get all our information at our website, smokylive.com. But while you're here, why don't you roll one up, kick up your feet, take a deep breath. We've created a safe space where you can come, relax, get cozy, and really be yourself. Find a space where you can open your mind, share your heart, and get ready to dive deep. It's my hope that these conversations we share will help each of us to create a better relationship and connection with ourselves and with each other. So let's get ready for the topic of the week. Let's go! Okay, welcome back. So, tonight we're talking about mixed signals. Mixed signals are very powerful little guys, we've come to realize. Mixed signals happen for any reason, in any part of life, in any situation, scenario, can happen at any given time. They're not really exclusive to a certain situation or type of people or anything like that. Mixed signals can happen no matter what. And they can really upset some relationships. Mixed signals can cause some hurt feelings. Mixed signals can end some friendships. But why? What happens? Where do they come from? Tonight we're going to decode it. We have spent a few nights talking about this, prepping for this conversation. So here's just a recap, pretty much, of what we've talked about this week. Pretty excited for this one. So without further ado... (laughs) Mixed signals. This, I just want to reiterate, like every other stream and every other topic that we talk about, there is no advice. There is no professional insight. I'm not certified as a professional to tell anyone anything uh, or anything of that manner. So when we're talking about mixed signals tonight, what I am going to be touching on and what I will be decoding is literally just reiterating all of the conversations that we've already had previously in the stream this week about this topic. We have had some pretty fun conversations. I've got a lot of examples. A lot of people were super super open and willing to share their own experiences. So I'm very grateful for them. And this is just really a collection of our thoughts. <laughs> so this is fun. I'm excited for this one. I hope you're ready. Hope you got some place to relax. Hope you've had a good day. We're going to get ready to dive in. Okay, so we start at the same place every week. We define our topic. So we, of course, have to define what mixed signals are. So as a stream, collectively, we dumbed it down. This one was easy. Sometimes we have really, we have some difficult topics to decipher and define. Uh, this one was really easy. We got this one pretty fast. This one we came up with, the definition for a mixed signal, at least our definition, this is where we want to have as our, our starting place, our common ground, is when our thoughts and actions can be deciphered as opposites. So not only that they're just saying different things, but they're opposite. It's very mixed. 
This can happen anywhere. Have you guys ever experienced mixed signals? Are you currently in a situation where signals are being crossed, where wires are not being <laughs> laid out straight and we've got some friction? If you are, then this will be completely relatable. Even if you're not in a current situation, uh, this should be relatable and we can use this hopefully as a tool in the future. If you wanna share right there, go ahead. If you guys said you are having a situation of mixed signals, drop it in here. My bouncers, call my attention to it so that way I can go back and see it because I would love to uh, really hear some of your examples tonight. So let me know if you have some mixed signals. Let's feed them in the chat. <laughs> so mixed signals, when thoughts and actions can be deciphered as opposites. So they're very conflicting, okay? We talked about different types of them. As I said, mixed signals can happen anywhere at any given time. Tara says here, even with my kids, we're all guilty at it at sometimes. Absolutely. We're going to find that mixed signals are pretty funny because they're not always planned. They're not always intentional. Sometimes they are though. So it's like a little, it's a murky area. It can happen at any time to anyone. We really broke it down to three main categories, three main areas of life, I would, I would say more or less. Um, we talked about your work life, so your professional life. We talked about your romantic life because that's a big one with mixed signals. And then we talked about friends and family. So three different areas, really mixed signals can occur anywhere. They're not exclusive to this, but just for the sake of the stream, for the sake of the podcast, we had to kind of come up with containers for our thoughts here, okay? So let's see, the first one was work. That's the first one we talked about, actually. Um, well, usually when you talk about mixed signals, I would say you do think about romance. I mean, that was kind of like everyone's first knee jerk, but for some reason we, we listed work situations first. So mixed signals at work. Hit me. If you have examples of this, please let me know. Hit them in the chat. What we came up with, um, basically mixed signals can happen in the workplace when your personal life kind of bleeds into that professional life. Now, whether that means, you know, you're having a hard time at home and you bring it with you to work or you bring your work home or if you get too close with someone, you create a friendship and you really trust this person and then they pull some stuff and then you're at work and it's awkward. Um, mixed signals. I mean, when it comes down to it at the workplace, Tara just said, it's always in the workplace. It's always number one, she says. Um, when it comes down to it, you're all paid to be together. And some people forget that. <laughs> some people think that they're really friends with these people. In some situations, they are fortunate enough to truly become friends with these people. It's amazing when you can create true friendships with the people that you're around right? Working with day to day. We spend more time in our work environment. If you work a full-time job, you're working more than you're spending waking hours with the people at home. <laughs> you know, think about it from when you wake up to when you walk out the door versus when you walk in the door to when you go asleep and how long are you interacting with the people in your household versus the eight hours of constant contact that you're at your office or you're in the field or whatever it is that you're doing. Or another example in the workplace is unclear expectations. Whether that's from management, whether that's from ownership, whether that's just in your personal position and you're trying to you know, produce 
some type of information or finish something and the expectations are unclear of what it may be. You're not really sure if it's not super, super clear and laid out for you in the workplace, you're going to take creative license. We all do it. Mixed signals can be at the food store. It's everywhere. Oh God. Yeah. Grocery shopping at the dog park with teachers. <laughs> But these main, we, we really had to try to find containers for these and break them down into like workplace, at home life, love life seemed to be the main, the main examples that we had. If you guys have other ones, though, I would love to hear them. Keep them coming. Love that. Um, so unclear expectations. It could also be lacking instruction. Like not just what my expectations are, but maybe I know that you have very high expectations for this job, but you haven't given me any instructions on how to complete it. That is so irritating. Have you ever been there? Or instructions or expectations, I'm sorry, forgive me. Not having clear instructions can make it mixed signals between any two parties. Um, definitely with partnerships as well, when you're working in a group project or in tandem with someone, you know, you need to get the information, they need to put it together, whatever it may be, that can be a lot of mixed signals, especially when it comes to whose job is who, right? Like who's doing what? We have to talk about these things and there can be a lot of mixed signals in the work environment. We also brought it down to a different aspect of this too. And this one will flood into every area, um, but it fit well with the workplace because there's a lot of different walks of life depending on who you come across, whether it's the client base, the customer base, um, the different professionals that you may work with, your peers, whatever it is, there's going to be people that come from all areas. Everybody's different. That's something we know. But our expectations, social expectations, what we consider normal, what we consider common courtesy, may be different from culture to culture, upbringing to upbringing, you know, area to area, geographical location, country, who knows, depending on what it is and what that means to you, keeping that in mind. So sometimes there can be mixed wires because this person keeps avoiding your eye contact and you're reading it like, what the heck is wrong with that person? And they and their culture are not supposed to make eye contact with you. You know, so it could be something very simple like that. But in the workplace, we get exposed to different people and different people groups than we may in our own homes. So that was the workplace. Next, we have the romantic sector. The romance. You have mixed signals everywhere in romance. Am I right? It could be dating. It could just be having a crush. It could be, should I have a crush? Do they even like me like that? I mean, when our feelings are involved, when there is emotions involved, when we have the feels, you can't really turn them off. And when you don't know how the other person feels, you can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Here lies a recipe for crazy mixed signal disaster. <laughs> Do they like me? Why wait for words and not actions? Oof, obsession, someone says. Okay, we've got all different. This is relatable to many people. Romance. Should I even have these feelings? Do they have them back? Do they even like me? It can start out very, very, very early in this journey and go straight through to being, you know, manipulated and living with a narcissist for decades. You know, it could be any part of that spectrum, but romance is a place where where mixed signals are breeding. <laughs> they're, they're breeding like bunnies and all these results are popping up everywhere. <laughs> In romance, 
we started it out with just the dating part. That seemed to be the most simple and relatable thing for all of us. Um, whether you're married or, you know, looking or not looking, we just came up with a simple example of when somebody seems interested in you and they may even go as far to ask you out and then they ghost you. If that's not a mixed signal, I don't know what is. And I think a lot of us have been there. It's ridiculous. Why would you go through the effort? Why would you ask me out? Why would we make these plans to be sitting here at the restaurant and have you cancel? Or not even cancel at all. Just not show up. Then you feel stupid because they've been pretty much just like gassing you up, letting you know all these things and you're getting all excited and you're getting in your feels and it's like, oh my God, well, why did you do that to me? Like, was it just to get me worked up? Was that fun for you? Do you like humiliating me? You know, and it sends us into this spiral. Ghosting. Blah. It's terrible. Then we talked about the next level. As you kind of, if you've made it to the date, if you've started to hang out, you know, you brought it home. But it's not like official, quote unquote. And it's kind of like one of those things where, yeah, you know, I've been here a lot and I spend every weekend with you and I have all my, you know, my spare time and I, I like hanging out with you, but I just don't believe in titles, babe. Okay. Titles. <laughs> Which I get. I understand that. And some people really do have like, they're really off put with the idea of naming a relationship something because it can give it bad luck. For me, I always feel like it's doomed to fail at that point. <laughs> Certain times it is when you name it something. But in other ways, uh, when you have a title or you give it language, you're simply doing that. You're creating words. You're creating a commonplace for you to understand, common understanding. So you know what the expectations are. You know what the feelings are on all parties. And then you can build off of that, right? That's how it should be. So if you avoid titles and you avoid that conversation and you're acting like you're in it, but you're not really in it, that's major mixed signals. Then it's like, okay, well, what are we really in this for? Is this as far as it's going to get? Do you want to take this further? How many other people are you talking to? Should I get checked? Do I need to get tested? What's going on here? And it sends you into a little bit of a, a spiral. It does. It gives that a great opportunity, and that's great. It does open up a situation so that you can maybe have that opportunity to communicate about it um, so that you don't have mixed signals going forward. And that's kind of what I was getting at is having those titles. It doesn't have to be an actual commitment. It doesn't have to be, you know, well, we're officially not official, but we're like, spending time with each other. So I don't know. Is that like seeing each other? Well, maybe it is. And if you're just seeing each other and just spending time with each other and it means nothing more than that, then saying that and making that really clear is really important. Otherwise, people can get into really weird situations. <clears throat> Another one with romance is assuming commitment. That comes with the titles. It's very similar, but it's on the other side. It's not the person who says, I don't like titles, babe. It's the one who's asking, like, what is this? What are we? that question, what are we? What is this? What should we call it? That person, that person may assume commitment. If that conversation doesn't happen, if um, the other person is really sending these signals that says they're on the same, the same wavelength, then this person may wrongly 
assume commitment. Okay? So that can cause mixed signals. Just the assumption. It's like, well, you don't want to have a title. You don't want to be committed. So I'm going to go out on a Friday night, and then you're going to get mad that I was out. But we're not committed, and we don't have a title. You're mixing your signals, right? That could be an example. We also had someone who suggested the idea of giving gifts to someone and somebody accepting them or asking for things because they know that person likes them or is romantically interested in them or invested. So they keep feeding into it. They keep leading them on. They don't tell them really how they feel when they have no intention of returning that same energy at all. They're not upfront about it. So that person continues to give and they're kind of just benefiting there on a pretty gross level, right? Or somebody who may be romantic alone behind closed doors, may worship you, may enjoy being with you, may be very handsy, very physical, love to snuggle, but then in public stand two feet away from you, not touch you, stay away from you, avoid PDA at all costs kind of deal. That could be a mixed signal. These things don't always have to be like an intentional thing either. You know, someone in that situation may be um, a trauma response in public places. They may not want to be touched because of something that may have happened or a situation they may have been in. Um, But then at home, they may feel safer. But if a person doesn't know that, then this is a huge mixed signal. So a lot of these mixed signals can have explanations behind them, we decided. They may have actually, actual valid reasons for these these situations. It's just coming across skewed, okay? The last one that we, we talked about the topic was friends and family. So here's just a few more examples, um, really just trying to get the idea of what mixed signals are so we can identify some of them. If you've personally experienced some of these, we're going to talk about these topics so you can identify them. And see, maybe, just be thinking passively as we're talking about this, situations that may be similar so that you can kind of differentiate and decipher them now from kind of like a third-person perspective. Like maybe, oh, wow, I'm not alone. This has happened to other people before. Someone else has gone through this. This is what they think about that. You know, this is group thing. So all of these things came collectively from the group. So just take this for what it is. You know, let it run through your brain. Let your minds just kind of open up and filter through and say, hmm, this is something I can relate to or it's not at all. That would be super helpful. So with friends and family... One of the examples was to say that something is no big deal. Like if you miss something or you can't go to a holiday or you, somebody's moving and you can't lend a hand or whatever it may be, right? And you can't do it, but you tell them and they say, oh, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And then hold it over your head for the next 17 years. You remember that time that you didn't even show up and you bailed, you know, and it becomes the freaking Christmas table talk every single year (laughs) over and over again. (laughs) That can be a mixed signal. Um, People who maybe come from very religious families or um, ones with very strong cultural history or traditions, uh, they may spout the, or, you know, preach the rhetoric or um, share the message of unconditional love, full support, always being there for you, etc., etc., and then act completely opposite 
They may do the complete opposite of what they're saying. Maybe they'll kick you out or cut you off or, you know, maybe they're very against a certain aspect of a big part of you. You know, maybe they don't like your lifestyle. They don't like your sexual preference. They don't like the music that you listen to, the way you spend your money, and they just cut you off or don't talk to you or don't include you in the family things anymore because they're different. Like, she's just different than me or he doesn't get it. They're not like us. You know, they kind of exclude you. That's mixed signals from a family. That's icky. It's an icky feeling. But they pretend to love you. They give you the kiss on the cheek right when they see you. Then the last two really here with friends and family, unfortunately, are something that we do need to cover, and it has to do with abuse. Uh, this covers both domestic and sexual abuse. Unfortunately, this is often one of the first experiences with trauma that many people have is at the hands of family members or close friends. And children are most susceptible and more often than not are victims of sexual abuse. Some people continue that type of abuse. It may escalate in different ways, or it may just start in a different direction. And it may be domestic abuse in the sense of neglect, abandonment, physical violence between adults, adults or children, however it may be. But these two are mixed signals, especially as a young child, because you're raised to know that these people love me, this is my family, these are the best people in the world, I'm told to believe that. So we're wired to love these people that oftentimes can be hurting us incredibly. And that situation, as it unfolds, as you grow, can be very deeply disturbing as you realize the mixed signals that maybe you were susceptible to or manipulated into or a part of. So those can be really deep and traumatic examples of mixed signals. If anyone, if anyone experiences that, if anyone has been in that position and has not reached out for help or feels that it's for whatever reason their fault, please, I'm just letting you know right now that it is not your fault. Whatever you have been through or whatever has happened to you, especially at a young age, is not your fault, okay? It's not something that you could control. Mixed signals are not our fault, not all the time. And especially when we're young, no. So I just want to let you know that I see you. I understand um, that this is a huge spectrum of situations uh, that can be sent mixed signals. And if we experience them earlier on in life, we may be more susceptible to them as we grow older, or we may be less susceptible and totally standoffish against them, however it may proceed, okay? So mixed signals can be really, really tiny, like water cooler talk around the cubicles, or they can be humongous and impact our entire life, who we are, our character, our humanity. So they're not to be taken lightly. We gotta know how they happen. So we came up with some ideas. Where do mixed signals come from? If they're so dangerous, if they can be so destructive, where are they coming from? How do we stop them? Because if we know where they're coming from, then we know how we can cut them down. We can 
get get rid of them, eliminate them. Now, it may not be 100%, but let's see. What, what, what we came up with, here were the ideas that we had. It may be helpful to some people. We said that mixed signals can get crossed at any point in any type of interaction, communication. It has to be between at least two people, though. You can't send a mixed signal and just, like, have it radiate around you in your aura <laughs> and have someone come and pick it up. You may be a very interesting and eccentric person, and it may happen anyways, but a mixed signal is something that you have to send to at least one other person, and that connection, that transaction can become flawed at any point between that send-receive interaction. It can happen on both sides as well, we decided. You can have mixed signals, not just the sender, the receiver, but on both sides, which is when it can be really dangerous. <laughs> when you send mixed signals, the receiver can easily accept the signals or ignore them. That's true. It's based on what we want to see, what we're aware of, what we're considerate of. How big is my awareness? If somebody is really in their own feelings, if they're in a state of depression, if they are experiencing poor mental health, if they have heightened anxiety, um, if they're going through it, whatever it may be, their awareness is going to be more on the self. That's just the way it is. So when that happens, they may not even be receiving this, the, the signals you're sending. They're completely oblivious to it. So you're sending accurate signals. You're having clear communication, but they're just not receiving it. Right? Or, as Joe is saying, some people can't read the signals or understand the cues. If you have a disorder, if you have a disability, if you're neurodivergent, it is hard to pick up the feels sometimes with people and to understand what they're saying because if you come from a place of neurodivergence or disability, nine times out of ten, you're completely authentic. You're being genuine because it's too hard to maintain more than one story anyways. You're not in it for the games. You just say what you feel. So when people aren't saying how they feel to you, or they say something that's misleading, you're more apt to trust their words because it's what they're saying and you say how you feel, right? That could be a manipulation. It could be any type of reason that they're doing that. But social cues can be really hard, especially when it's typed too, text. Like I'm trying to talk to you about something serious, but I really don't know how to take that. It didn't have any punctuation. There's no emojis. <laughs> they could get some mixed signals. Fifty Shades says, or like me sometimes, not so good with my words, and people take it differently than what I mean. Exactly. Intending it in one way and having it being received in a completely different way because maybe of a language thing, like just not being wordy. Joe gets confused by emojis sometimes. Okay, so sometimes I can make it worse, you're saying. Catfish says, overthinking what you're saying or doing to send the signals, right? You really want to get it clear, and then it's like overthought. Definitely. Tara says, I'm aggressive, <laughs> and that's a signal. <laughs> yes, that can be one. These signals that we send, though, it's whether we want to accept them, whether we want to send them, whether we want to understand them, whether we have the awareness or the space for us. There are so many variables about mixed signals and where they can come from.
it's really too hard to put your finger on it. Some people need words and not actions. Tara says that she's aggressive, but she's also a lover. So these are different aspects of her personality. Some people need actions and not words. She says she's a pleaser. Stutta Steppa says, like it's a video of a guy, he asked some question, and then the guy he asked started screaming, accusations! Right? <laughs> like, wait a second, I'm just asking. How are you thinking I'm accusing you? It's pretty wild. So this could happen, mixed signals can happen at all for any given reason. We also talked about how sometimes a lot of it can fall in expectation. So just like in the romantic or the work sectors when, you know, we're not talking to the person so we don't really know or there's not very clear expectations, you can also have expectations that have been unspoken. You may think that because of the title that we have or my job description that this is what I will be doing. This is what, this is how I am supposed to fulfill these duties, these tasks, this, these are my expectations. And really, maybe they aren't real expectations. They're just ones that you've created. You might expect a little bit more from someone else. Because we're dating, quote unquote, because we are seeing each other or we've been talking for a little while, then I think maybe we should be spending every weekend. I should see you at least once. So when I don't see you at least once through the weekend... Are you cheating on me? You must be cheating on me. There's an expectation that the other person doesn't even know about. So they messed it up and they didn't even know. And they're not doing anything. They're just hanging out with their cat, eating chips in bed. <laughs> Tara says, set your bar low so you're not disappointed. Eh, I don't know if that's really, that's kind of like a cop out. Um, I think having no expectations is healthy. I think it's not just setting your bar low, but it's just not having any expectations whatsoever and letting people just show up, right? Stutta says, not setting your bar low, but don't add weight to the bar as the person is lifting it. Wow, that's a really great, a great um, analogy, I'd say. <laughs> that's a really good visual. Don't add weight to the bar as the person's lifting. If your relationship is growing or your project is completing or, you know, whatever is taking that same course of time, allow it to grow at that same rate without expecting more as you're rising. That totally makes sense. We talked about accidental and intentional mixed signals, and I think this is a really important element to it um, because sometimes it's totally accidental like we just said. We totally defined a million different reasons that it can accidentally happen. But there are intentional times that people make signals. Now, whether that's just like ghosting you after being asked on a date, or it has to do with some really dark stuff with you know domestic abuse or manipulation in that way, right? Catfish says, I just believe in saying it straightforward is always the best thing to avoid a misunderstanding. Absolutely, but some people don't know how they feel. Some people don't know how they feel until something pops up. So they couldn't prevent the mixed signals because they didn't know how they felt before the signal was mixed. 
in all fairness. Of course, we should always speak from the trust. Always. Say it loud. Say how you feel. Be direct. If you feel a certain way, but that can be hard for some people. It can be really off-putting. be very vulnerable. So not everybody does it. So intentional mixed signals can include gaslighting. That can include a situation that was really messed up and the person completely denying it happened. I understand what I'm talking about. So it's that idea. You can hear it, but then they tell you that you didn't hear it. Or you see something and then it's, no, you didn't see it. That can be mixed signals. That's gaslighting, essentially. Partial honesty. Partial honesty. To be honest with somebody, I haven't lied to you about that, but I didn't tell you the whole truth. But you know won't hurt you. Intentional mixed signals. You know? Could also be um, a form of manipulation. You know, just like, like we said with gaslighting, but it could be a way to emotionally manipulate you. Sending some mixed signals. Um, you know, it's fine that you, that you go with the guys tonight. It's totally fine. But then all day being a miserable bitch. Not texting you. Not making your lunch. Like, whatever it may be. Mixed signals, emotional manipulation. Trying to get you to stay home with her instead of the guys. You know, or whatever it may be. That could be, like, a way to emotionally manipulate. That's intentional mixed signals. Denial. We can send mixed signals as a defense mechanism. This is something that we talked about actually extensively, and a lot of us do it. If we like somebody, but we're not sure if we can commit to them or we can keep the same energy, we may send mixed signals. We might not want them to depend on us. We might not want them to expect us to be there or whatever it may be. So we kind of keep one foot out the door all the time. It's like a little escape route. Here for a good time, not a long time, so I'm just going to get along while we're here. So we definitely use it as denial and a defense mechanism. We don't really want to talk about our real feelings. We don't really want to get down to what the real issue is, so we'll just send some mixed signals. Let's deny what the real issue is. You know, I don't really like you. I just like what you're doing for me. Or, you know, it could be something like that. You just be like, you know, but they're just my friend. We're only friends. But they're like, no, you guys have literally been fucking around and hanging out and doing whatever. You know, it's just my friend. Yeah, okay. We also have false promises. This is intentional. I fall victim to this shit sometimes. I get so aggravated with myself, too, because I love to believe what people tell me. So annoying. And they will just bait me into something, and I'll just wait, and I'll buy their excuses. I'd say now I'm not as, you know, gullible, but especially younger. Okay, that makes sense. I was seeing this guy. Uh, this is in my, tw I'm, I don't even know if I was 21 yet. Maybe 20. I must have been 21. I was working at a bar. And this was in Virginia. And he was... At this, I don't remember what he even did, but we ended up talking. We didn't really want to date, but we were like, you know, hanging out, I would say. And he had no relationship. He was living at a friend's house. They had kids. He would help with the kids. He gave me this whole story, right? This whole thing. Um, our bar was a part of like a three or four different restaurant group. 
He also worked at a couple of the other locations. Well, they started moving me around to other locations also. And um, he started to, like, do more, like, trying to prove a little bit more how he was a good guy, but also sending mixed signals, like, don't call me or wouldn't answer the phone. And it got to be weird. Like, dude, we're, like, 20, 21. Like, I'm not trying to marry you. Like, we're just hanging out. Why can't you answer the phone to get a drink? Or whatever it may be. He brought me over to this house that he lived in. He needed a ride one time. Literally, he, sh he tried to convince me that he slept on a couch that was underneath the stairs. And I'm like looking around like, bro, you do not live here. But he had told me this. So then when I got moved to the same location that he also worked at, I started working with his old lady. Me and her were working together, come to find out. Like, you know, this is so weird. He didn't come over last night. And she's like, come over last night. Who are you talking about? And I'm like, you know, homie. And she's like, because he's with me he lives with me sis like what that's weird she's like where was he two nights ago I said with me right so you sit there and I get fed these lines and I would believe it empty promises false hope this is emotional this is intentional manipulation these are mixed signals I was young obviously that has never happened again or since <laughs> but that's something that those are games that people play that was intentional mixed signals. We wanted to cover the ways to decipher that. How do you know when the signals are mixed, which ones to believe? That can be the hardest part because your heart may say one thing, your mind may say another, your best friend's got something to say, mama's got something to say, grandma's got an opinion in the corner. You know what I mean? Everybody's always got something. How do you know? How do you find it? We decided, really, you have to take it at a case-by-case -case basis. So what that requires is a little bit of trust. Now, if you have trust issues, I'm going to talk to you directly for a second. Trust issues are fine. Everyone has them to an extent, and some people have incredible stories that make them more vulnerable, that make them more on edge, more self-protective than other people may be. And that's fine. You have to take it case-by-case. In order to know if somebody is for real, you have to give them a little bit to see if you can trust them with it. Now, here's where it becomes your responsibility. If you have trust issues, understand that's because you've been giving your power to someone else. The reason someone has broke your trust is because you put all of your power in their hands. You gave that to them. Now, people can be awful people, and I'm not saying what happened was your fault, but if someone breaks your trust, it's because you've given them every part and allowed them to do that. It is your responsibility, whether you are 8 years old, 18 years old, 48 years old, or 88 years old, it doesn't matter. You need to be vigilant. When people come into your life, you're not going to hand your diamond ring from your great-grandma to a stranger and say, hold this for a minute while I go to the bathroom. Don't act like that. You can't get upset when you don't give too much, right? Give them what you can handle. Don't give something that you can't replace. If that means just giving them the opportunity, give them the opportunity. If that means giving advice, give advice. See how this is received and respected. But if you have trust issues, Understand that no one owes their loyalty to you, not a single human on this earth. So if you're waiting for the right person who can hold your entire existence in their hands, you're the one who's got a problem. 
That is your life to handle. It is your responsibility to protect yourself and your assets and your resources. Don't give the keys to the castle to the strangers passing through. Does this make sense? So we're going to talk about the trust issues. You need to be responsible with your trust no matter what. But give people the benefit of the doubt. The easiest way to read mixed signals is to see what the signals are saying. Trust them. Believe them. Until there's a reason not to. Believe them until there's a reason not to. Now, if you get down into a deep relationship, if you have spent years with these people and then they betray your trust, that's not your fault. Some people are really awful people. Some people are just humans. Some people make mistakes. Some things and relationships are meant to expire. That's all right. That shouldn't ruin who you are moving forward if you don't want it to. It's okay to open up. It's okay to try. It's okay to forgive yourself. It's okay to be the victim in a situation. These things are fair. But trust a person until there's a reason not to. And as soon as there's a reason not to, it's your responsibility to act accordingly, whatever that means, okay? Some of the signs we said to look for um, that people offered in the stream were to read body language, okay? Reading body language, specifically they said the hands, the eyes, how they're shifting, what directions they look in, how somebody fidgets, the expressions they're making. If it's a sad situation, are they laughing? You know, what, what is actually going on with the face? Are they rolling their eyes? Are they shifting around, trying not to smile? You know, what's going on? Really paying attention to the body language of the person in front of you. Somebody who's engaged, who's calm, who is collected in control of their feelings is going to be sitting directly open to you, relaxed. Their face isn't going to be doing weird stuff. Their eyes shouldn't be going anywhere, shouldn't be out of their character. So if you know them or don't know them, just check body language. Um, another one was to see if they're repeating themselves. How many times are they saying the same thing? How many times do they keep repeating the same detail? How many stories do you keep hearing? Is it the same story? Is it the same reason, the same excuse? What is it? Over-detailed stories are also sus. Somebody who can recount every detail minute to minute, the reason why they have an explanation and reason for everything that occurred is sus. A normal person can't remember what they did from breakfast to lunch. So if they can remember who they talked to, why they did this, why they, they hit and turned the, the directional lawn 30 seconds before the light, and that's why they thought that they seen you turning left, like, no. <laughs> Too many details, sus, all right? You have to read the reaction of the confrontation. Now we've talked about mixed signals. Number one, the issue, the resolve, the remedy is communication. So if you're feeling mixed signals, it's already taken into consideration that you need to say something about that. That's your choice. That's pretty much what happens. You get a mixed signal, say something about it when you're ready, okay? If you put it off, you're gonna prolong your pain or the possible pleasure. It could be any, it could go in any direction. Don't put it off have the conversation. When you have that conversation or you confront the issue or the feelings or the situation, read that person's reaction. 
Their reaction will tell you exactly what you need to know. Sometimes that's what we get scared of with the confrontation, of actually talking about it because it's like, oh no, I don't want to know. But read their reaction. Somebody who is not guilty, who is not sending mixed signals, who is being true, who is in their lane, is being mindful, they're going to listen to you. They're going to stay calm. They may address it. They may think it's silly. They may shrug it off. But they're not going to get angry. They're not going to react. They're not going to yell. They will not lift the energy above where you have it. Okay? They're not going to raise it up. If they raise it up, the thing that you're worried about is is a thing. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. The thing is a thing, and it's happening. Catfish says, look and do not dismiss the red flags that you feel. No. Don't, don't explain things away in your brain, you know? Joe says, though, if you have past trauma, sometimes you feel that little things are red flags. All the more reason for communication. All the more reason to talk about it and say, hmm, what is this? Is this what it is? Am I feeling this right? Am I reading this correctly? Conversation is everything. If that person doesn't want to have a conversation, if they don't let you feel that your thoughts or your concerns are valid, it is not worth having a conversation. It is not worth having anything with them. That's not fair. That is a red flag. People who care will listen. They will want to talk about it. If they don't care, they're going to shut you down. If they're guilty, they're going to get angry. So see how that communication goes. That's a really good way to decipher your mixed signals. Actions over words. The hardest one for some of us because we really like to hear words. We need words. Words are so overemphasized in our society. But actions are where it's at. And sometimes with the mixed signals... It's not about what they're saying. It's about how it feels. And if you start feeling more than what they're saying, then that's the time to talk. And you don't always have to ask someone. You can just address how you feel and see how their reaction is. There's ways to gauge this without it being a confrontation. But mixed signals can be a huge problem. The smallest miscommunication can cause the greatest tragedies. There's really no reason to lose relationships, to lose sleep at night, when all it requires is a little conversation. Conversation is not always comfortable. But in order to get to comfort, we need to experience discomfort. So if you're unhappy, if something isn't feeling right, if something's off, and you're really worried about having an uncomfortable conversation, I encourage you to be brave enough to do so. Because the discomfort will only last for a few seconds. And then it should change. It'll at least get off your chest, even if the environment doesn't change. Your energy and your perspective on the situation will. I'm so glad that you guys joined me tonight for this Mixed Signals conversation. It was really awesome to talk about this and pick this apart all week with you guys. It's fun to really recap all of our collective thoughts, and I cannot be more grateful for you guys all opening your minds and your hearts and letting me take a little piece of each one of you with me into each production and each episode. If you guys want to join us live on stream, 
join us. Check it out at SmokeyLive.com. You'll see all the events, all of the links, all of the situations that are happening in Smokey World on the Smoke Show podcast. SmokeyLive.com. We record every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Each week we pick a topic and we tear it apart all week beforehand. So if you want to be a part in the making or the recording, please join us live. I hope everybody has a solid communication, open-hearted communication, compassion towards each other and towards themselves. Make sure that when you speak, you speak from the chest. Say how you feel. Say it like it is. You'll definitely be grateful that you did in the long run. So until next time, have a good one. Smokey's out. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in and joining us for the Smoke Show podcast. Super grateful for another episode and for each one of you, not only the current listeners, but the people who come in on stream, who bring their ideas, their stories, their insight, the people who check in and encourage each other between episodes, and for my moderator team, who keeps us a safe space when we're recording and keeps the show running long after the cameras are off. It's my hope that you guys can take a little something from this, reach out, interact, and build better connections with yourselves and each other. You guys are the realist and the reason that I'm doing this, and I assure you that I am learning far more from you than you are from me. So your knowledge and your presence is invaluable. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you have hit the favorites. Save us so that you can come back and revisit or come and see and check out future episodes. If you'd like to join us live on stream, join us on YouTube or on my other streaming platforms each week. You can find the details at smokylive.com. S-M-O-K-E-Y-L-I-V-E.com. Find me there and you can ask me direct questions. You can find our Instagram updates on the latest contests, the news, and upcoming episodes. Thanks again, guys. Until next week. 